Today's episode of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, is brought to you by the Indivisible Guide, a practical guide for resisting the Trump agenda. It's a team made up of former congressional staffers uh, revealing their best practices for making Congress listen. That sounds like something we're all interested in, right? Right. Uh, you can donate to this group on their page at www.indivisibleguide.com. You can follow them up on Twitter, which is at Indivisible Team. Uh, we follow them. So if you just look at our followers, you can get it like that. They have weekly calls. They have print, put out emails. They, they make uh, videos. They, they, they're keeping you informed so you can, uh, as the kids say, stay woke, and uh, we can maybe get some shit done. So that's Indivisible Guide. Uh, they are awesome. And now let's get on with the show. Okay. It comes here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man leaves. Merely a two-word review, just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up to the last man. That right there is a Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned in to yet another exciting adventure with us here on Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I am your host, Kevin. As usual, we thank you for deciding to spend a little time with us this afternoon, evening, or whenever or wherever you are. Got a great little show for you today uh, because we're talking about two things that we actually love talking about. Three things, actually, but mainly two things. One is streaming music. So first up, we're going to be talking about Pandora Unlimited. Now, if you've been following this in the news, um, way back in the day, we were advocates of a service called RDO. Uh, Pandora bought RDO, scrapped it, just tore it apart for parts, and promised it would come back bigger, stronger. They could rebuild it. Well, now they have. It is launched. Uh, it's sort of a soft launch. At the time we taped this, I hadn't used it. Uh, I have been using it a little now, and so we're going to report on that in a later podcast. But so we're going to be we're going to be talking about that, what that could be mean if this is, uh, or what that could mean if this is a, a last gasp for Pan- Pandora, or if it is going to be the future. Then we're going to get to talk about some country music, specifically Sunny Sweeney, an artist from Texas and Nashville around there. About she's got a new album out called Trophy. Uh, besides being awesome, besides her being awesome, also features one of our favorite singer-songwriters writing songs behind the scenes, Lori McKenna. So we're going to be talking about that. And then we got a track from, and I haven't decided if I'm going to tell you guys a lot about this, but our good friend Casey Ray. He's been out uh, getting getting back into the playing music out and about. He's always playing music. If you're friends with him on Facebook, uh, check for his basically daily post of him shredding it. Uh, but now he's joined forces with a band named Senders, and we've got a track for them for you to enjoy and to uh, to rock while you drive your Camaro down the boardwalk. How about that? Uh, and, and that's our show. So if you guys are ready and you have a nice tasty beverage and you're comfortable, uh, maybe you're meditating to us, that'd be odd, but hey, whatever gets you going. Uh, let's head on down to the basement, kick things off talking about Pandora Unlimited, folks. Oh, 
Anyways, what's always. going on, sir? Uh, I am back. fantastic. Welcome to daylight savings time, motherfucker. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, we I, have I, more light. It ran out because I, gained, <laughs> I, gained, I both gained and lost an hour while I was in Austin, Texas. Yeah, you did. And that yeah. was really frustrating. Yeah, you did. I'm, I don't know what day it is right now. I'm, I'm in a mess. That's so, okay. That's okay. Was, uh, but, but Austin was fun. Was it? Yeah, it was great. You were, you missed a lot of the music. Yeah, I was down there for interactive. Yeah. And the funny thing about interactive is that um, tech people think they're they're all rock stars. I've 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 heard I have I've, I have Which, friends who used to who used to be like faculty and presenters at the interactive right so it was kind of yeah. it was kind of like I didn't miss out on anything anyway because everybody comes in and they're like a badass rock star mm-hmm. of yeah. app building <laughs> well, or public relations or whatever you're just they like got interoperability skills son all of them <laughs> mad mad skills did you did you happen to see uh, uh <laughs> you happen to see the new Pandora. I I saw. Oh, I did. I oh, ever because I wanted to talk a little bit about that. We could we could definitely talk we, about we that. Are, uh, we're we're down I was here. at ground zero for that. Okay. Well, tonight we're here actually to talk about uh, some country. Oh yes, both types of music, country and western. Miss Miss uh, Mrs. Excuse me, uh, Sonny Sweeney. She got a new album out called Trophy. Yeah. Uh, before we get into that, though, real quick, uh, Eduardo is over here. You heard him. Hello, Hot takes Eduardo. Eduardo. We're, we're just going to keep on adding Eduardo. I like modifiers it. to your name. Uh, I'm K-Bob, your host. <laughs> uh, no, I, I wanted to talk about that because I signed up for it today and I haven't got notification of it. But uh, Pandora, the the slayer of our beloved RDO, uh, has now <sighs> brought zombie RDO back to the masses. Right. Two years too late, I'm guessing, uh, because we know that Apple Music and Spotify are dominating the landscape right now. Uh, title what? Uh, you know, as much fun as we made a title. Yeah, Jay-Z made that flip, okay. Yeah, but <laughs> as much fun as we, we, we've made a title, I, I think we're getting ready to get into a, uh, a Pandora talk for 2017. Oh, what no, do you think? that's happening. I was like, I, like I said, I was down at South by Southwest and Pandora had a house, which is funny because Google didn't have a house, but they, because Google owns YouTube, YouTube had a house. you're going to say, because Google owns Austin. Right. So, well, <laughs> they that too. The but okay, so Google like decided through their YouTube property. Mm-hmm. Because that's a cool thing with with, with mm-hmm. Google now, as you can say through their property, you know, through their their YouTube property, they had a cool little corner uh, house on like Fourth Street where they were like, okay, like this is our our YouTube experience, and yeah. uh, Solange is doing a show there, and they're doing taping a bunch of Solange content. Mm-hmm. When you get to the YouTube house, do you have to sit through fifteen seconds of an ad and then <laughs> and then have a choice to dismiss it or <laughs> skip ad? But no, so it is, oh yeah, so uh, so it's funny. Like the thing with Pandora when you when you go into their little uh, setup there. Is that um? It feels like this is the last gasp. This is their very last attempt at doing the whole thing. And you, you it's funny because they 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 don't act like they're Pandora anymore. Like they're right. like we are tech savvy and more aware of Pandora. Well, if you think back to when all this internet radio and streaming stuff started, right? They they were top of the heap. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Rhapsody, mm-hmm. Rhapsody was. Good idea, shitty interface. Yeah, I mean that. That's just that's what dragged it down. It's, it's called real player. Yeah, real Anything player. real player <laughs> yeah, yeah. involved is yeah. a bad idea. So buffer, so, buffer, buffer. Yeah, buffer, buffer. Uh, is that dude band out of Atlanta? I think it is. Okay, all right. Um, they, but, have, they have a they have a they have a trap take on uh, <laughs> futures. You know, <laughs> is it just they have a song just like mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my yeah. What is it? Oh yeah. Uh, but 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 so Pandora comes along and and they actually clean up the the interface and and it goes a lot smoother and for a while it was this like magical like internet radio and it was this was honestly before ads I think got dumped into 
like stuff really badly. Uh, it was definitely you had ads in there. You had to monetize it somehow. Uh, it, but it, it was also close enough to the death of terrestrial radio. Yes. In this, yeah. like, I mean, it still exists today, but it, but like, it started to get really shitty right around the mid to late nineties, and so, yeah, and so, and so, these things all came along at a time when we all thought that listening to the radio was something a person should do mm-hmm. and right. how they should spend, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. So, so they 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 developed over the years, and, and like as soon as streaming came out, really as soon as Napster, Napster sort of yeah. put put a nail in that coffin because like the 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 idea here's why streaming works is because you can have it on demand. Right. With mm-hmm. Napster, you don't didn't necessarily have that uh, the portability that you would want that we have now, uh, but you also didn't have the bandwidth. I mean, the networks weren't built out to support right. this type of stuff, but. Um, once we did, once Spotify started coming around, you saw people turn around and take a look at Pandora and be like, what? <laughs> the, the funny thing about Spotify is uh, the first time I heard about Spotify was at the Future of Music uh, conference in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was on a panel that Casey Ray, who sat on his couch, was, yeah. was uh, I think he was hosting. And it was about like the future of, 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 of streaming audio or whatever. And, uh, you know, like this, one, this person from Europe that's like sitting there and talking and then somebody in the crowd's like, well, what about Spotify? And it was like the, the great unknown. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, we're, we're, they're developing, you know, something for the American market. We don't know when it's going to, you know, happen. Mm-hmm. And you know, like two years later, it's like, boom, it hit mm-hmm. and just like wiped out the world. Well, audio had hit before then. I mean, but, this, but I think that the thing with Spotify that's different is that. They already had rights worked out. So, so did audio. I mean, this. But the, but the story not, of audio. I I mean, you're right. It's not the same though. It's, no, no, something they, they weren't. In the audio, audio was better. And this, this here, here's what happened. It's like <sighs> Spotify. You had to uh, basically do what's now known as a VPN. Right. It was known as that before, but they call it like proxy stuff. And you had to. Yeah. And you could get an invite and you can get in. So it sounded like you. It it thought you were listening from Denmark. It did not hit the market. Spotify delayed for years, and during those years. People like Rhapsody came back around and tried to build that shit up, but the people who got it right were Audio. Uh, well, Audio was good. Audio was great for for what it, for what it needed to do. Audio was like Audio had the exact same catalog as Spotify, plus it had Fugazi. <laughs> I, I'm not even I'm not even making that up because all of us were Audio, not just proponents, like we're supporters. We're all we were all subscribers here on the site. Right. And so a couple of years ago, when they chopped audio off at the legs and then said hey we're gonna we're gonna retire you I we're mean, like fuck you pandora what did what did but, rdo's situation with like the labels look like were the labels like favorable to yeah yeah so they they had they had the exact same catalog as spotify okay. cool and, and we weren't doing we weren't doing uh exclusive releases at that point either right in right. the streaming stuff but they did not have the capital right was the problem yeah and they couldn't support themselves, so they had designed this this beautiful interface. This this I remember the perfect, interface was awesome. Yeah, the interface was awesome. The algorithm was the best that I've ever seen. Uh, the it it intuitively like when you so new music was on Tuesdays back in the day, right? Yeah, of course. So you would open up on Tuesdays, and it wouldn't be a bunch of bullshit that somebody <laughs> picked out for you. It was just a list of what was out, everything right. that came out that day in order alphabetically. Nobody, nobody gamed it. Nobody got their product placed up there. It was made for people who, like me, consume music, like just rabid music lovers. Yeah. So when they killed it, we had a little bit of animosity towards uh, <laughs> towards Pandora. 
But they said and they swore that they were going to bring it back. And so now that they have, it's been like two, two and a half years. Oh. And it it is like in in my mind, like what I just what the fuck are they doing? Okay. So do we need it? Like you're, you're Apple music, right? Or it's Apple music and Spotify. Right? I do both. Yeah. 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 I'm simply, I'm, I'm mainly Spotify, but they, the, the response is funny. Is like when you went into the house and you saw what they were doing, mm-hmm. it's like, they were very keenly aware of the idea that like Spotify had like taken like the user experience and like embraced it, which is, I think the thing that Spotify really has like doubled down on, especially in like their promotion and the way that they've like, you know, put themselves out there, especially in the last year. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, with Discover Weekly being like, you know, lauded as like the greatest playlist finder in the world. And then a couple of other playlists they roll out now, like they roll out like a playlist that's based off of like your last 50 played songs, like unique plays, mm-hmm. like not like plays that they have found for you after like an album ends or something, but like yeah. unique, individualized. I'm searching for this song plays, which that was a wild feature of audio. That was the, one of the best features. You right. could be listening to something and the algorithm would be like, just keep going. And maybe you'd like this, right? I mean, that was that's and and that's all and that's all well and good. But I feel like now we're at a point where like you've 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 dumbed down the science mm. to a point where it's like easily like commodifiable. And the problem the problem is that now you're at more important of like who's the coolest. Yeah. So that's what Pandora tried to double down on. I'm like, I have all sorts of. I have a Pandora T-shirt. I have all sorts of swag. I have a. <laughs> I have a hat. I have, I have, I have some. Pandora, I have some do you have a trial subscription? <laughs> do you have a trial subscription to Pandora? Yes, I do. I'm I'm unlimited. Not, I'm, yes, I do. You do, but I'm not going to use it. Well, we need to try it out. Yeah, so, I, mean, so I, I what put is, it for it because what, I wanted to try it out before today, but but, well, but, Pandora, but I know we're going to be talking like, about I mean, this. And like, I mean, we we've coined the term "butt trash" <laughs> on this on this podcast after the future of podcast. But um, and I talking about trap music, <laughs> not all of it. Some of it's wonderful, but um. But like again, like it's also with streaming, so it's wonderful. Yeah. But I feel like this is like a butt trash move. This is like lowest common denominator. Like there are people. The thing with the thing with Pandora that's different is that Pandora also has deals in place with a lot of other like large scale mm-hmm. like operators that Spotify doesn't have deals with. So this yeah. was like the last gasp mm-hmm. to keep those large scale deals happy. So like Chrysler cars or whatever, if you buy like a LeBaron or something, mm-hmm. I don't even know if they still make a LeBaron, but if you make right, buy it's the right. first Chrysler car that popped in my head. If you buy a LeBaron <clears throat> a LeBaron, Spotify comes uh, Spotify, but Pandora comes in your car. Yeah. So like when you buy a new car, Pandora's there. When you say buy a new home laptop, Pandora has deal with some of the laptop makers. So like you have Pandora already has deals with all these people already set in place, so they almost had to do this ex post facto. Like, okay, so this is the thing now that streaming is doing. We have to do it with Pandora now too. But, but I guess did they? Like, I don't know what it would look like, but I feel like. Uh, well, let me ask this question first: What could they possibly do to sway either of you away from the services you use? What would you be looking at that's different? Um. I'd want indie remixes from 2009, but that's not going to happen. So, I mean, they're not going to drop me that plastic little, like, you know, remix or that Scotty B remix of totally Michael's casual satisfaction. So I'm, I'm, they're not going to get me. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like the I, stuff I want, nah, they're not going to hit me with that. I, at this point. So I was thinking about that right before you asked the question and mm-hmm. I was coming up blank and I thought, I hope Kevin doesn't ask this question. Uh, I'm I'm hanging on to Spotify by kind of a thread at this point. Yeah. Like it's not like I mean, my subscription. Yeah, the Beatles and Led Zeppelin. 
They do. They do. Um, as does Apple Music. As actually, Apple actually, Music. Oh, Apple Music does now too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have Zeppelin now as well. Yeah, uh, they do. Yeah. Okay, cool. So, so Spot- I know that was a that was an exclusive only like push when they first. Yeah, but these are but but it only lasts for so long because someone wants right. the other pile of cash right. that's sitting right. there. So, um, uh, I mostly use Spotify at this point because I have the Amazon Alexa thing. Right. And 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 you can make Spotify the default music player. So it's hardware yes. so, integration. Yeah, yeah, basically. I mean, I mean that's the thing. Like, I don't really use it at work. I love that with Apple Music. You know, we get a lot of advances here, and mm-hmm. so um, I love being able to do the like iCloud uh, sync piece and right. not having to worry about how you know how I'm going to get the latest album that I need to listen to eight times in the next yeah, 24 yeah. hours. Yeah. I mean, so, which, which, and, which honestly, like Apple music is the only ones that do that. Yep. And, and I don't know if that's a rights. I, I suspect it is a rights thing. I think Google music does that. Go- yeah. Google play does. But Spot- yeah, Spotify but, tries. They have a thing where you can like, you match port- your, you match your catalog. Yeah, you could match your catalog or, I mean, you, or you could port in like a separate playlist, but you, it, what, what Spotify does, at least the last time I used the desktop version is it reads your iTunes library yeah. and reads your local files. Oh, of course. And what, what we're talking about is yeah. is I dropped in uh, an album today from work and listened to it on the way home on right. my phone yeah. because it just it uploaded because of the data centers that Apple built. That and right. And and so so that's the thing. What that is an innovation. It's a small one. For yeah. me it's a big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I I, I and I think we're unusual in the sense that we need that, and most listeners don't. So yeah. for most listeners, you know, Spotify is gonna is gonna meet ninety eight percent of what they want. Pirates do. So. If you don't pay for your music, you absolutely need that. Right. Yeah. Right. The, the funny thing is, like, okay, so like, I know I have a lot of friends who are like very generic music listeners in a sense that like they just listen to like whatever people tell them to listen to, and for them, it's always like, can I find this on X? And if it's available, then it's like, oh, good, this is great. There's a funny. There's a fun, there's two funny things I want to mention in here. I was actually hoping you uh, you were going to say generic, and they listen to Thundercat. But yo, <laughs> yo, yo. Good, sorry. Shout out to Marcus Morphin at eight point five. Pitchfork. That's a daring Savage. move, sir. Daring move, but that's what you do. Yeah. You make daring moves like that. That's why you're Marcus Moore. Anyway, I love you, man. But uh, <laughs> in any event, okay. So like, there's two cute, keen things I want to mention here. Like, number one is um, Spotify is like. Starting started Spotify uh, signed a new deal with some folks, and they're trying to like get the debut albums on that I saw, platform. I saw that today. I saw that today. To to be but like you know to be only available for premium users. Yes, which mm. is a huge thing. Wow. And, uh, and yeah. number two, the emergence of Bandcamp. Not that I write there. Yeah, but daily Bandcamp dot com. <laughs> but um, Bandcamp emerging as a site where people put music that you can't find anywhere else in the world. Sometimes, yeah. Is, yeah. A, is, a, is a huge thing to consider here. It's, Bandcamp is, uh, for my mind, it, it is, without fail, the best retailer mm-hmm. for right. music. Yep. Uh, it is not necessarily the best retailer for, like, uh, the casual music fan, popular music. Uh, and there still is a weird gap where people will put it, just stuff on Bandcamp and not, let's say, put it on the streaming the, services. The big the big boom for, for them that I look at, because I, I look at this all in, like, how people partner. Mm-hmm. Um, Pitchfork partnered with Condé Nast so that they could increase their market share mm-hmm. and become a hardcover thing and, you know, like, be, just, just raise your prestige so that you can make more money. Um, the big push I, I see eventually is, and I'm not, like, saying anything because I'm, I'm, like, a, in the know or anything. I'm just saying things right. that I think will logically happen. Right, right. Because you'll end up with a day where, like, Apple's gonna call. Apple's gonna call Pitch. Uh, not Pitchfork, Bandcamp. but um, Apple's gonna call Bandcamp one day and say, "Hey guys, um, 
how do we do this? I, I think you're absolutely right. Which is just getting a little away from Pandora, but right. not, not really. Right, but that's the thing, because Pandora can't make that call. Right. And Spotify right. can't make that call. Pandora's funny in the sense that, like, when I was at the Pandora house, you have the sense that they're, like, trying to latch on to the back end of everything else that's going on. Like, they're trying to, like, latch on to the back end and hope that it, like, will, like, you know, boomerang them somehow forward. Yeah. And into the atmosphere, just off of cool points or unique points they're, or they're different points. They're also counting on the on the uh, the casual user base, the the, the listeners, yeah. even on the small version, the premium version. There's like four ninety nine, not even on, not even no skips on it. It's like fewer yeah. skips or yeah. something. So so yeah, what is the pricing tier for the new Pandora? It's not ninety nine. It's the same as same. Same. Spotify. Okay. Yeah. That, that, okay. That's the Spotify thing. Just just, I, and how just it, think how, and, and, Pandora made a Spotify for, move. And so I predicted people, last year that this was going to go down to zero, and I, I've been yeah. wrong so far, and that's fine. Well, 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 for people, you know, I know I know people who are who are really you know dedicated music listeners, and they have Pandora stations that they have spent you know months and years fine tuning and cultivating to make it to sort of like trick the algorithm into playing right. them random shit, right? Into giving them like. Britney Spears followed by Echo and the Bunnymen or something. And it takes <laughs> takes a lot of work to get a right. playlist to, yeah. to get a computer to do that for you. How are those users going to... So they're currently not paying anything, right? They're the sort yeah. of free... Some are some are paying the four ninety nine, But what they're counting uh-huh. on is that... I mean, they do have, I think, the biggest install base of anybody. Right. But but they uh, some are some are paying that, but they're counting on people upgrading that, and I, I think that's a wrong assessment. <laughs> I, I'll put it like this: there's a there's a there's a thing where you you presume like okay, so like we're in we have, we always have to like stop in this room and realize that we are in like the point oh five music listeners in the world. Right. Sure, there is somebody in the ninety ninth percentile who's just like, oh, I don't want Spotify because. I have the Pandora, and the Pandora does the Spotify stuff now. Yeah, I'll just use the old Pandora. Yeah, yeah, and I'll upgrade it. Screw what it. about? Um, I mean, to to uh, uh, said with accent on purpose. To, because those are kind of sort of sort of sort of tie up that little Bandcamp point though. It's like here's why Apple's going to do that. It's because they can't go out as a marketplace and do variable pricing, right? Because they can't say it's going to work, guys. And people, the people who are like back them, and they're like, Nah, why, why would that work? Bandcamp proves that it works. Yeah, and they, I mean, yeah. Yeah. they made they sold a million dollars in sales mm-hmm. on, on that uh, the sale they did uh, right the, after the election. Yeah, the ACLU. Yeah, the ACLU, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The ACLU yeah. thing. Uh, that is fucking amazing. Oh yeah. And so the more they can do that, the more uh, attractive they're going to look. Imagine content on Apple, by the way, not because I do content at Bandcamp. Right. Imagine mm-hmm. content with Apple being able to push it. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. I, and they're going to need content at some point because all these but platforms. For, for, for Apple, it'll, it'll be a, it'll be an afterthought. Mm-hmm. You know. So apologies to anyone who buys um, flak files from Bandcamp. Yeah, because your days are numbered. It's oh. going to be Apple losses only <laughs> yeah. soon enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But but you know, back back to so, a- so AAC, right? Yeah, <laughs> right. Sure it is. So Pandora, I think, is maybe going to be. Uh, I hate to say doomed. I, look, I'm going to try out the app. Yeah. As soon as like the invite comes through, I'm I'm gonna try it out because I was a huge audio fan. Yeah, I at this point, there's uh, the only thing that isn't Apple in my house is a laptop, right? Because I refuse to pay eight billion dollars for a laptop. But right. everything is integrated. Everything works exactly the way I want it. So your house me- is so smart, by the way. Huh? Your house is so smart. Yeah, it's pretty smart. <laughs> 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 um, and uh, but so so everything. 
is tied into that. You're not getting me away from that. And there are people like me out there. I yeah. mean, Casey bought an Apple TV because he like looking at his fucking screensavers. But now mm-hmm. he's hooked into it, and he realized, <laughs> oh, he can do that. It works with his Sonos. It works. So you, you have this like just nice. I mean, I'm about, I'm about to move, and one of the key yeah. integration points of the house was that the house had to work with the Sonos that sits in the middle of my apartment. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So so great. so here's what I think Pandora is going to be relegated to. And I'm going to make a prediction, then we're going to get on some country music. Cool. Uh, I think uh, this this attempt at a streaming service is, is on the consumer end, largely going to fail. But on the enterprise end, and, and I don't mean enterprise just by business, I mean more like integration into cars, integration right. into all these other mm-hmm. things. I think that's where they're going to have to go, and I think they're going to actually win some part of the market share. And other people won't be able to get into it. Right. Because it'll be baked into it won't be an app. It'll be baked into your spine exactly. TV, your spine microwave. You know, it, it'll it'll be it'll be in there. Yeah, and you don't even know. And they and so they don't really have the, the brand awareness will go away uh, until it's time to come back where they innovate something. Which, like, it took them two years to it took them two years to relaunch a product that was perfect. Right in my head, in <laughs> so, my in my so in my head, I see totally see like one day like. Ford or somebody just buying this thing and just being like, okay, yeah, cool. that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, screw it. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it just becomes a component, and you're like, right. okay, All right. uh, let's talk about some country. Let's wash our dirty minds with a bottle of white wine. Do some things that we can't take back. Cross every single line Get higher than a kite Baby, what do you say to that? In the corner of this place Sunny Sweeney off her new album Trophy. It is her fourth album. This uh, country and western singer songwriter is uh, originally from Texas, now in Nashville. She's on Thirty Tigers, which is where uh, people like Jason Isbell, Sturgis mm-hmm. uh, Simpson was working with them for a good bit. Absolutely, uh, Dave, but, then, but then people discovered who he was. Yeah, now he's on Atlantic. He, he won a Grammy. Did you hear? Which means the album is good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, the album that the three of us well, panned. It turns out, fuck, it's good. We're, we're right. We were all fun. <laughs> 
Um, and uh, Dave Cobb works a lot with them. Like, they they do. They're really good uh, for of all the bullshit labels and PR firms, which is what they started out as in Nashville. Yeah. They're one of the good guys. They they really cool. look out for people. Uh, back in 2006, their first album was released independently, Heartbreakers Hall of Fame. Uh, then <laughs> That's a honky-tonkin' affair right there. It is a honky-tonkin' affair, but it's listen, Texas, so but, we're going to yeah, talk about yeah, the difference yeah. between, between Texas country and Nashville country. Mm-hmm. Um, Concrete was then... Um, was that Big Machine yet? That was Big Machine, yeah. Yeah, Big Machine, Taylor Swift's dad, I think, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, that that sort of horrible, horrible <laughs> thing. Because, you know, look, if you're looking at it, and this is uh, at that time, see, she's she's 40 now, so it's 2011, so mid-30s, blonde woman singing country. They're like, yeah, we got to put her in the marketplace. We know how to package that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So uh, it didn't work out. Uh, and, oh. and that led to uh, Provoked. On one label, and then she landed on uh, landed on uh, Thirty Tigers for this one. There is uh, that song, sort of I, to me, is indicative of a lot of what she's about, at least on this album. Yeah, there is a very bad girl versus good girl dichotomy mm-hmm. going on, mm-hmm. uh, and and it, I didn't expect it to be that interesting, <laughs> but uh, and, and in some cases it's not. And then one song that I think we're all going to disagree on. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, you know, in the context of her discography, I'm not sure if it's, if it's that, that two different sides is, is that big of a stretch. Uh, but let's even get, in the context get, of country. I'll make, huh? yeah. Yeah, I'll make a point Good. about this, this album. It's like the, the point to this record. Okay. So like every single, okay. So two things, there is a thing where like all of the young women who make country music look like the cast of girls. There's this, like, <laughs> billboard thing that came out in the middle of last year where they sat down with all of the, like, you know, young women of country. And it was like, you know, Casey Musgraves was there and, you know, like, every, everybody that you would think it's under the age of 30 that's making, like, relevant country music was there. And uh, they were all, like, the cast of girls. Like, they all had, either one of them had tattoos, one of them they're, looked flawless, one of them was they're, black. They're not Maren Morris? Yeah, Maren was yeah. there. And Marin's kind of like the frumpy-ish, awesome, Mar- like, there was There was a group who has some internet fame, and I'm not going to name them because, partly because I'm forgetting what their name is, but, and I'm not We're even going to say the thing. We're sub-potting. Yeah, but, but, but they, um, and they were kind of offered up to us. I was like, they're available in D.C., and they're happy to meet with you guys. Oh. And you <laughs> sent me, and you sent me the link, and you were like, do you want to talk to them? And we're looking at the pictures of them. And they're all, you know, 19, 21, wearing stuff out of the, like, you know, the kind of the front of the store at Banana Republic yeah. or something, slightly tattered. Right. Um, was- and and I just kept thinking, like, what are two, you know, middle-aged <laughs> guys can so, talk to women who are sort of posing in these, like, there's just there's just no conversation right. to be had there. Yeah. So, okay, you know? so it's funny. But, I say this only because, like, the, all of those girls make these albums that involve, like, I'm going to say shit fuck and talk about the fact that I get high and I'm really bad at relationships. Yeah. And that doesn't make any sense when you're like 23 because that's kind of the expectation. Yeah. You should yeah, be doing yeah. that at 23. So like, <laughs> yeah. this woman is 40 years old. This woman is 40 years old. I enjoy the fact that these words are being said out of the mouth of someone who, it this actually makes sense. Like, I'm totally okay with her being like, you know, um, this, this man ruined my life and I might want to have a kid. I don't know. Um, should I? I don't know what the fuck's going on. So this is this is kind of where I'm at, and I'm gonna like throw this thing out into the world. Yeah. Um, I'm 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 sort of situating her, in, and I know Kevin doesn't 
necessarily agree with us, but I sort of situate her on the Miranda Lambert side of the spectrum at this point, uh, which, I can, is, uh, which is that there's just a lot of, um, there's a lot of anger. <laughs> there's yeah, well, a lot of, uh, well, okay. So that's the other point about this record yeah. is that, um, this album casts a lot of like, it, it casts, it casts like angry notions very wide, mm-hmm. but it's not very deep. Agreed. Like, the playing on this record is better than the songwriting on this record. At points, like uh, I mean, I feel like I, so. So this is what we have to talk about yeah. every time we talk about country is the intent. So this is this is not country, and most country, to be clear, is not you know this honest shot of like rustic authenticity from from the heartland. You know, this is this is a product. She is forty years old. She has made those records, and right, and, I know. and these records, a better bad idea, is a song that will sell pills. Song that absolutely will sell, and it's a great song. Yeah, but it is a song that will sell because you don't even have to get into it if you just like think uh, she's singing about pills and getting fucked up. Not what I mean. <laughs> she, she's right. singing about used to. She's looking back. On yeah, it. I feel like right. Williamson is the other one that gets me like that. But I'm like, you know, but but yeah. but there's also, uh, you know, the song you were referencing before that I think we want to hear a little bit of and really get into this one. Bottle in my bed. Yeah, which is uh, written by uh, co-written by my favorite artist of last year, Lauren McKenna. Lauren McKenna, yeah, in the house. Which had me torn because um, before we get into the spoiler, like I, I not only expected the song to be something else, and I wanted it to be something else. <laughs> so, uh, so, so you, you, dear listener, figure out what this song is about. Here's "Bottle on My Bed" from uh, Sonny Sweeney off a trophy. All my friends are raising babies, I'm still raising cane. They must think because I've waited that I don't want the same. Their days are spent changing diapers, they think mine are so exciting. Running off to where the lights are so much brighter. Come ahead. 
going out to Paul Trady. <laughs> Bottle by my bed <laughs> for his baby. Um, you know, yeah, that long distance Look, dedication. Guys, I, I like my country and western. I, I like it whiskey soaked. I liked it dusty. And and this is actually I, I I used to like it like this. Uh, you know, it's a song about one and a baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, which Laurie McKenna, that you know, it, it, it embodied the heartache that a lot you could find on a lot of her, the bird and the rifle, that album, uh, the title. I mean, the trick is in the title. Yep. And I didn't, I don't know if the trick is like worth it because I, I don't feel that after seeing the point I'm trying to make is it, 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 along with a few other songs on this album makes this album a little schizophrenic. Oh, I'll, I'll say this. Um, it's the same trick that we were just talking about off mic about uh, Loretta Lynn. It's the same trick she used when she made it, named the song Rated X. Mm-hmm. And it is not, <laughs> de- it's definitely not what you think it's about. Right. And I mean, so there's a longstanding trope about like, you know, women in country having to like couch their, you know, like desires to talk about actual women's issues in male dominated country and with, with crazy titles that, you know, are eye catching and are right. going to force you to listen. So- it's also not something I've heard in country or really almost in any other genre that I can think of is a woman singing about regretting not being a mom. Oh, I mean, go back to the eighties. We're used to, I mean, seriously, this is, this is, this is, this, I mean, is that what walk like an Egyptian was about? No, 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 <laughs> wow. no, no in, in, in country. The divinals right? yeah. I touch myself. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> that's no, a, in that's country. The a, I mean, yeah. the, the landscape was lousy with these songs. Not, not to, not to bust your point, but that, and that, but, but that's but, my point. But I can't, it, but, but really like none of those, like, so none of those songs were ever covered by subsequent, you know, I don't, I don't know 80s. Yeah, you don't. Country, because this, but, I mean, but those songs didn't, didn't stay around. Right. It, I it's mean, not a perspective. They are around on. Albums and what are these songs? Uh, uh, Tiny Tucker did a bunch. Uh, who else? Uh, who am I? Uh, oh God. God! I can't believe I'm forgetting her name. Who? Uh, Reba. Reba McIntyre. Like people like that back then. I mean, there's a whole roster. It, it it is a it is a song in in your arsenal that you sing at one point about having a baby or not having a baby. Okay. In general, in the 80s, it was... I, I've heard plenty about having a baby. I don't know that I've heard many songs about not having here's a baby. A, here's a point, though. An interesting point that you bring up. Speaking of like those those women in country, there's a there's a mature women in country argument that has to be made at this point. Mm. Because we talked about Reba. We're talking about Tanya Tucker. Um, we were talking as well before, like, you know, in the midst of playing Bottle by My Bed, we were talking about the, Eduardo and I were talking about the fact that there's a thing where if you're a woman in country, like, you're either Casey Musk, you're either Taylor Swift at 16, yeah. young, young ingenue, Casey right. Musgraves at like 25, mm-hmm. or you're, you know, Dolly Parton at 40, or you're Loretta Lynn at 75. Yeah, like that's yeah. all. That's all you've got. So those in between ages are where we lose a lot. You lose mm-hmm. a lot of artists in those in between ages. Like you know, Emily Lou Harris wasn't allowed to be fifty. Mm-hmm. You know, it just wasn't yeah. a thing that was allowed. Like she's still in the great pantheon Ooh, right, of artists, right. but she's not allowed. But so Sunny Sweetie's allowed. She's being allowed on this record, whether we, we're here for it or not. She's allowed to be forty. Yeah. Well, I guess that's. I guess this is this is the thing that, uh, and I, I should say. Like the spoiler, like I I love this record, I I, I do, but 
And this is a good thing for three <laughs> men to be three talking dudes about. To talk about, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hi, Kerry. But, yeah, but uh, let's let's but, mansplain women in country. This. No, <laughs> it's not listeners. mansplain. It's like somebody, somebody, please call in and explain to us. <laughs> because if if I'm looking at these songs and I hear this juxtaposition and stuff, and bottle in my bed is really what she wants to be singing about. It's a milk bottle by her bed, by the way. Right, it is a milk yeah. bottle by her bed, and they heard the song. Because they heard the song, milk. Marcus. <laughs> No, I'm they, just making sure people okay. understand. But but if if it's a metaphor, if I I'm just trying to picture the pressure from anybody on her to be like, well, yeah, you got to have that bad girl song because my notes are literally for this album like bad girl, good girl, bad girl, good girl, bad girl, good girl, and and it, what I think Lori McKenna's album succeeded at is that it had none of that. Okay. It, it was simply... It's, it's less personal, though. But why? There's a lot of storytelling on that Lori McKenna album. Well, okay. The person she had working on this album yeah. proved that you don't have to do that in 2017. Okay, there's, there's, there's two separate points here. Um, number one, it's like, okay, so I, I happen to know, not that I'm going to like mansplain anything, <laughs> but I happen to know a lot of women who are roughly in and around the age of 40. Mm-hmm. They fall in two separate classes. Like, this is just, I'm going to say this out loud, and, you know, probably all these 40 women I know are going to be mad at me, but whatever. Um, there, they are reformed girls who used to go out and party every single night of their lives, like it was the last night of their life. And all of a sudden, they're 40, and they're like, oh my God, I could have had a child at 28 or 34. But now I'm 40, and I wake up and I'm like, oh my God, where did that time go where I should have done that? And then it's like, oh, yeah, it's at the bottom of a bottle. Because it is. And then there's like a responsible class of women I know who's 40. And they missed out on having a kid because they were busy at work, um, making a lot of great money. And at a point where, like... You shouldn't say missed out, though. Well, I mean, they, I mean in just, a sense that... They, they, well, just didn't they, have a, they just didn't have a kid. Right, they just did it. Like they, but they feel like they missed out. They feel like, 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 like in this song, they feel like they missed out. Like, mm. oh my God, I missed out on having yeah. a kid because while in, I was... In relation to this song. Right, that's because what we're while about. I was busy, like, working and, like, achieving and, like, getting multiple degrees and, you know, like, rising myself up the corporate ladder and becoming, like, you know, a six-figure earning adult with, you know, like, a 401k and a pension mm-hmm. and, you know, a house and two cars, the, the guy just wasn't there. Well... Oh well, or the desire to adopt wasn't there. Yeah, and 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 as someone, who, so I you know I don't I don't have kids, and um, I'm not gonna. Um, I have flashes every now and again of like, huh, life would be life would be different, right? And yeah, what would it? Right. And it's not, and I I wouldn't call it a desire for kids, but it is. But like you go, th- you know, you can you can go through this entire moment in the span of a couple seconds and just think like, wow, things would be really different, and. Um, and it, I don't know, it, feel, it feels like wanting that thing, but it's not. It's really just picturing yourself in, yeah, in different right. circumstances. And yeah. I think that's, that's a little bit how I see this album is just, you know, when she's being, when she's being, on the songs where she's being bad, um, she's in touch with her sort of like, uh, you know, maybe a few years ago, sort of on the loose, dangerous person yeah, at yeah. the bar. Um, and, uh, and it's a real, it's a, it's a vibe that really works. Like the songs are suited to that character and and she, and she plays it really well. It's a country record. So there has to be something, you know, there has to be a song about the virtues of, of life in a small town or back home. Right. And that's, and, and with cool rhymes about Texas. I I don't, I don't know about that anymore. 
but uh, and, but but I will say this: "Grow Old with Me." So you know, uh, uh, um, the first time I heard it, I I, I didn't think much of it, and it's a great fucking um, record. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and I, I, I was going to play a song that she I, I feel like she nailed, but she didn't write. Right. Um, well, which one? But, which one are you talking about? It's the Hank Williams that, song, right? I feel like Hank Williams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, oh, but such a good do song we want to do like grow but, with me? To- well, well, I, I was just going to say like I don't think um, uh, the only point I want to make about that song is that it, when I when I looked uh, into her uh, Wikipedia page and, and biography and realized like oh this is a forty year old person talking about coming to love late in life like it 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 really acquired this greater depth that um, and it's partly because like just hearing her voice like I don't picture her as like. A yeah, let's let's play a forty-year-old smoker. Yeah, let's play. Let's, let's yeah. have feels, guys. Okay. Your whiskey straight. I'm beer in a bottle, and you're the rock. I'm more the Rolling Stone. They all say we'd never fit so well together. Grow with me. I'll keep you young forever Well, the days are long But the years seem to fly by Our troubles are gone Now it seems like such a breeze Just remember Yeah, you know, uh, grow with me. I'll keep you young forever. Uh, that is such a classic country line. That that is that particular song is so. That is that is why I loved Lori McKenna's album last mm-hmm. year, and ultimately why I love this album. Which I mean, McKenna's on with like five songs on this. Yeah, she, she, it's almost half the album. Yeah, yeah, almost half the album. Which is not to say I'm not saying this is good because of McKenna. I, I'm saying that. It's not Whatever. good. It's not good despite McKenna. Right, no, <laughs> no. Lori McKenna, McKenna like on that yeah. list. Yeah, they didn't have to overcome Lori McKenna being in the room. Yeah. Lori McKenna <laughs> is on the short list of like the best songwriters yeah. in the world. Yes, yes, by far. It is. There's this weird. Um, it's it's out of Nashville, I think, but in country, uh, there's this weird to use a, a comic book metaphor group of Avengers. <laughs> assembling right now. Oh, totally. Uh, and they have yeah. been for they have been for a little while. And uh, you know, Dave Cobb is is one of them. And I hate it's look, Sturgill's one of them too, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the stronger side of this, and the side that I, I want people to pay more attention to, is the women doing this because it is so easy. Country music and women was even though there was this image of them as being empowered they really they really weren't i mean all you right. have to do and this go back and watch cold Hunter's daughter the best movie of all time it, it's a fucking fantastic movie but go back and watch it and see the treatment as portrayed by city spacex that loretta lynn and, and understand Ew. and understand <laughs> that that still happens and and, yeah. and that that's where a lot of these songs come from but my point is is it's 
somebody had probably Sweeney the foresight to be like, you know what? I want to work with another super talented person. Yeah. And the results end up being <laughs> there's some really yeah. super talented people making this like these great, great, timeless songs. Yeah. This is when I hear this, I don't hear uh I, I don't hear new country and I and I don't hear saving country music. I just hear good songs that have a little twang to it. Okay. Yep. And I think that's that's the secret sauce of, of like any Country music is outside of EDM. It might even be more sell more now. It's the biggest selling. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> like, it's, it's bigger than EDM. And so they don't need like, to far shrink bigger back than EDM, <laughs> except for the fact that they have this authenticity problem. And there's this huge vacuum that people like Sonny Sweeney, Lori McKenna, Sturgill Simpson, Dave Cobb, Jason Isbell, Amanda Shires, Jason Isbell's wife, are like rushing mm-hmm. into. Not Marin Morris. Not honestly, and I and I hate to like say this, not Natalie Hemby. She she unlike this, she played it too safe. Yeah. And just sort of was like, I need it to be marketable and and but I still want it to be personal. I was like, no, you need it to be personal. Right. So there's a, there's a, I interviewed uh, John Oates a couple of uh, weeks oh, ago. Yeah. And um, John, Congrats, Oates, John Oates currently, thank you, John Oates currently lives in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, uh, oh, we, he has a show on CMT yes. or something. So, John, yeah. so after we, we did the interview, John was asking me what music I listened to because at some point in the interview, like, you know, it, it didn't make the interview itself. We were talking about, like, the fact that I love country music. Because I, so I do these country podcasts because I yeah. legitimately love country music. So he's like, well, who do you like? And I like ran down a bunch of lists of people. He goes, yeah, they are better songwriters than I was at my best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is John Oates. Right. This right. is the guy right. who has written some of the most like iconic songs but, in the history but here's, of here's, popular music. Here's why. And I think here's why this succeeds. And I, I think here's why he succeeded, too. What being Hollow Notes great, and this is great to this turn into a Hollow Notes podcast. So here's what made them great that people really don't give them credit for is that they here were two white dudes in Philly. Yeah. They were growing up in Philly soul and loving Motown, loving sex mm-hmm. and all that. And instead of being like how they weren't how can we like monetize this? They're like, we have to do this. It is in our soul. Yeah. That's why all those early records are equally as soulful as anything else. Yeah. Sarah Smile. Yeah. Yeah. Rich that could be a temp- that could be a temptation song. Yeah. Rich Girl too. Yeah. Rich Girl especially. Yeah, Rich Girl especially. Yeah. So they were doing that and, and there hasn't been a lot of people that do that since. Now this is what's I think happening in country. Yeah. Because people are just being like, I love country. When I hear Florida Georgia Line. This is not what I want in country. I'm, I'm gonna put this out there real quick on Florida Georgia Line, just as a as a as an addendum, so that it's in this podcast. So, like for the rest of future, when we think about it, it, it exists. The Florida Georgia Line and Chainsmoker song, it's gonna make everybody just like fall over and die. In both good, in both in the best and the worst ways. Okay, it exists in the world. Okay, I mean, I. <laughs> It's a, it's, that's where we are, though. But I want to say that. But, as a but, point but of, that's my point, that's and, that, and that's the antithesis to what we're talking about. Exactly. It's like it's like people it saying, is, "Look, uh, we can make a whole lot of money. How do we make more?" Oh, we'll mash it together. I Me mean, fucking chain smokers are working with you too. Yeah, like yeah. come on. Like, <laughs> this is th- these are things that you should not do. You should not chase the dollar. 
Partially because there's not many dollars to be had anymore. There's but one of them. There's one of them. <laughs> well, that's the, so, you know, where is the, what is the, uh, what is the Bonnaroo of this smaller tier alt country, like, oh, Jesus. Where is, where is that, exist. where is that festival? It doesn't yeah. right? exist. No, that, it, I mean, it, 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 yeah, it does in Ohio. You know what it's called? You know what it's called? It's called, I want, you know what Pick-a-thon I want? is pretty good sometimes. No, you, okay. know, you know what I want to see? And this is the thing that I was thinking about when I was watching this. And, and I'm going to send you a link to it, Kevin. You should put it up somewhere okay. in the world. There's a, there's this amazing billboard conversation with, like I said, like the girls cast of country music. And, um, it's, it's fascinating in the sense that like, I feel like we're at a little fair moment with women in country where like you have so many of these amazing voices, mm-hmm. great singers, great, mm-hmm. fantastic singers. And the songwriters are all the same songwriters. There's a point where they ask all the ladies to talk about, well, what songwriters do you particularly enjoy? And they literally all said, Laurie McKenna and Natalie Hemby. <laughs> they like looked at them like they are the goddesses of all things. Like they, they can't say a word without them writing it. Yeah. It's kind of it was like the most fascinating thing because that's where you really understand the level of machinery involved in country and right Natalie, now. And look, Natalie Hemby is a hell of a writer. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I did not mean to she gave away all of her good songs to like amazing artists. Though. Yes, yeah, that that's actually that sums up yeah. the point I was trying to make. Yeah, she's a hell of a writer. She's a better writer than anybody we've seen in the past like decade easily, yeah. except Same for Laurie except McKenna, for McKenna, right? except for Laurie McKenna, who is, uh, you know, but can, it, yeah, um, can I say? Just two more things about particular songs on this album yeah, before yeah. before where um uh I kinda like um the way the song unsaid. Um Ooh. I mean it's it's a it's 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 a it's openly like a weeper. I like that it seems I like the way her voice seems to be straining mm. um mm-hmm. in that chorus. It's a really it's like huh. not a natural fit for her. And yeah. it's and it's I feel like she's taking a risk by trying to sing that chorus that mm-hmm. way and it's it really, really works. You know what like it reminded it, me of? What's that? Uninvited by the latest war set. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Warner's face just turned red. I don't know what that means. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It's the first song I thought of when so, I heard that. Yeah, yeah uh, but that song and the song before it, uh, what the yeah. album is named after, we haven't talked about Trophy Let's talk yet. about Trophy. So Trophy is, if you don't look at the title... It's a lot of it is about like you know you're, this guy using this word and say you're right that word describes me. Mm-hmm. The word is not trophy, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, it's, um... And and you know it describes a uh, at least my interpretation of it this this like horribly dysfunctional relationship. Uh, maybe pre already maybe in the middle of like. Already gone or I mean, lion eyes? Excuse me. In, excuse in, the, me. Yeah. in, the, in the streets, we call it bih. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that's yeah. the word that she like alludes to in the hook. And yeah, and and I think uh, as a piece of writing that her and McKenna did, McKenna did this mm-hmm. one too. Mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of puns, turns of phrases. That's Cle- one of the more cleverness. Geni- that, yeah, yeah, that's one of the more genius things I've I've ever seen like in in music. Because if that's you don't, the, if he, you, he deserves a trophy for putting up with you, right? Well, it's not even that. that. Yeah, the, no, the, but but the insinuation that because because the other thing is I think I think if I heard the song right, um, she is um, also the. Uh, I mean, this might be the guy she's married to now. Like yes. it might be like right. So she's the trophy wife. Yeah. And she's well, and, and, that, and, that's and she's and she's calling out the other you yeah. know so the, but, but and saying, and saying if he gets trophy, a trophy he is won is he calling her a trophy or a bitch yeah right so there's and, a, and that yeah. and that 
fuzzy zone where you don't really know yeah is so like linguistically powerful it, it yeah it, it's just like, like well i now i have to listen to this with intrigue yeah i yeah, have yeah. to listen to this and like consider all these things and then i have to think about myself my wife and i were assembling furniture the first time we heard this album and we actually had to stop and talk about the song yeah and be like what just what did we just hear what you know so good put down, put down the allen wrench honey you got to get to the bottom of this yeah. Yeah. so i mean there's a there's a there's another point we would talk a lot about songwriters here and that's important because nashville's nothing without the songwriters right now and um there's a thing about like that goes back to me to like the eighties because all these songs that we've been talking about on these country mm-hmm. albums, especially like even going back to like the I think the big leaping point for this was the Casey Musgraves album because she was like, okay, well Taylor's gone, <laughs> so now I'm going to step in and say I am her, right? And then everybody else promptly step, you know, promptly like Casey. Casey is the Russell Westbrook of that dynamic, right. and Taylor is Steph Curry, yeah. So, so who, can't, like, who can't hit a three pointer anymore? Exactly, <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, but no. So anyway, so any event, like, so I feel like we're at this point now where the great thing about Nashville is that it's just like this, like the 80s in pop where you had like Diane Warren writing like every great torch yeah. ballad of all time. Yeah. And you could and you could interchange amazing female songwriters who knew how to sing with color. That's the key is that you could give somebody words, but if they don't know how to make those words feel right then these songs are just going to suck. You're going to end up with like top 40 mainstream female driven pop right and, now. That's and that's not that done song by... I feel like Hank Williams tonight. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like you end up with like a great situation where you have like Laurie McKenna sitting with, you know, um, with, with any great artist, but, but especially in this case, like, you know, you're singing with an artist and saying, okay, so I need you. I'm going to, I need you to sing these words. And it's like, Oh, the words that, come out when they come mm-hmm. out of you know it's 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 just it's like there are points in this record where like <laughs> you're walking around and you're just dumbstruck by how great these songs it's, are it's not just crafting a language to be smart about your language and to tell a story like efficiency in your editing and your self-editing it's crafting language to a specific person which is one of the highest art forms like right playwrights do it uh songwriters definitely do it yeah uh, and and uh you, you just don't see this level of craft outside of right now to my mind outside of this area the country area no mm-hmm. like it's it's these right. people are fucking killing it right. yep. and it's yep. important to say women writing for women because like Sturt yeah. Simpson's yeah. Yeah, yeah. freaking album about like you know like sad times with this kid like, is cool <laughs> but, but how not, shitty is humble not, and kind uh, by, by fucking whoever yeah. Like I don't even know. It's uh, Tim McGraw. Yeah, Tim McGraw. got Who gives famous a fuck? with it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> right. As like, compared I, to this, because yeah. I heard it yeah. and I was like, "Oh man, like that's cheesy as fuck." Yeah, and then I hear her okay. version, so, like, and, I, and I and I feel it. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. related related to this, Margot Price is my new favorite. Like, okay, like person <laughs> in all of this because I, I like I like what she does. I like the fact that she does this like Janis Joplin thing in in country and so but that, that's the, cool. the point though that I feel like there's so many diverse voices. If there's any one kind of music you should be listening to outside of black people singing soul music. Yeah. It's um di- it's a diverse group of white women singing country music well that are written, that are written specifically by two people. Uh, you know, we're talking about uh, Natalie Hemby and for, Lori McKenna. For, for, I mean, for for that, yeah. I mean, I I am not as sprung as you on and and Margaret uh-huh. Price. Look, she's she is definitely up in this. She is. 
for me fall, fell into the and uh, it's why we didn't review the album. It's like yeah. it fell it fell into the uh maybe doing it to save country music. And she definitely like played up to that. Oh in, no, in totally the press. because that's why that James Joplin influence is there because she's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna be a badass. Yeah, but shit. but at the end of the day, right. like I've heard all those songs and and at the end of the day with Summer Sweeney, like I've heard a lot of these songs. But she yeah. makes she makes me feel them again. The execution is yep. so good on this album. Like, there's a yeah. thing with execution, I think, that used to be mentioned, yeah. too. I know we're, like, talking too much about this, but whatever. Um, <laughs> the execution point is important. Like, there is a level of execution happening in this genre right now. Mm-hmm. That if, unless, okay, so the, the sad part about country is that everybody is discovering country at the same time again. Like, oh, I'm a country fan, and you used to like the Chainsmokers two days before. <laughs> good on you. Congratulations. <laughs> but, um, but, so it's like, so, like, people don't understand the depth and scope of the history. But women singing country hasn't been as good in, like, 25 years? Uh, it was 28. Yeah. It's sort of 25 to, years. Yeah. It went, yeah. To, it, went right. it went to folk and singer songwriter for, yeah. for, yeah. Yeah, for, for sure. basically most of that break. Yeah. Right. So, right. yeah, because Shania came up. Right. And then all of a sudden, and then everybody was a diva. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Faith Hill. I mean, I right. remember seeing Faith Hill when she played Virginia Tech and she was the tomboy. And again, this is this is yeah. putting gross like gender roles on performers that you could, don't need, but that a, that's what she came out as. They put her in a Reba McIntyre dress, and yeah. then it was like, Game yeah, one. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and now she's doing these big important songs with her husband Tim McGraw, right? It's, right. Uh, but yeah, I, I would say that's a safe bet. In twenty five years, we have not seen uh, artists, female artists, uh, this strong in in country or pop even i i, yeah, so I mean Tanya tucker's dying to take them all out and <laughs> give them shots i think she i think she's okay <laughs> i think she's just like yeah um so marcus let's start with you what do yeah. you what what would you if if somebody on the street walks up to you and says i've heard about this album what should i do with it i told him to to, to stream half of it oh shit so try it yeah try it just try it. Okay. Just try it. Because I think, I think that there's a far better... Na- okay. Two things. Nashville mm-hmm. can make a better record. Because, good Lord, Nashville's making all the great records. Mm-hmm. As far as Texas, this is, a great, this is as great as like a Texas country record as you will find. Like, in the yep. sense that it can honky-tonk and it can be played in bars. That's a very key difference. Texas country, you can play at a bar. And it's okay because you've seen country, you've seen Texas country played in bars. I was at Lukenbach. What <laughs> right. the fuck? I, I mean, I, and I mean, I've seen uh... Texas country now played in bars <laughs> when I was down in Austin. And it's a very different thing is hearing a song that's meant to be played in front of like three hundred of your redneck friends. That's actually that's actually a very important distinction. As opposed to playing a song that's meant to be played in front of a hundred thousand people at you know in, in any venue around Jiffy the world. Jiffy Lube Live, right? Jiffy Lube <laughs> Live, or you know anywhere in London or whatever. Yeah. You know, there's there are two different kinds of songs. Yeah. But you have equal ones of those songs. So it's like, if you really like Honky Tonk Country, I'll have you listen to that half of the album. If you really like giant torch song ballads that are meant to like possibly top the Billboard pop chart, there's another half of that album that's really good, too. All right. Yeah. All right. Eduardo. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tweener here um, because uh, I'm, a pretty, I'm a pretty solid uh, try, except that I think I would like... If I were getting married tomorrow, I would probably want my first dance to be "Grow Old with Me," and I would <laughs> apologies to Madeline Peru's "Walking After Midnight," uh, yeah. but uh, you're no longer <laughs> you're no longer first dance material, Ms. Right. Peru. Um, so I think that probably 
like just just bumps me just over the line into the buy category. Yeah, yeah that sounds like it because I think it's like a, it. I think it's a timeless uh, piece of work. Yeah, so. yeah. I I, I think yeah, despite all the and and you know we we meant to cut this one short. Yeah, we were trying to do this in half. We're longer an hour. than the album. But, now. <laughs> but, but yeah, we were longer than the album. Yeah. But but apparently there there was a lot to talk about on this, and and that being the case, uh, I'm definitely a buy. There, there's stuff that I I look over and. Uh, I'm a buy, honestly, because I went back and looked at her previous catalog. The uh, yeah, I need to dig into that. Heartbreakers Hall of Fame is a f- motherfucker of yeah. an album. Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out. That is that is and that's her first album, and yeah. that, that is straight Texas. Okay, that is da- straight I'm down Texas, for that. and it and it is like as of right at this very moment, sitting on his couch, I'm totally down for that. Yeah, right now. <laughs> and and so so and I did that because I wanted to see the evolution up to this, and I think this is a little bit of a play. For the big time, because look, if you're 40 and you made four albums, this shit's hard. Yeah, yeah. like it, it just is. Uh, and uh, but I, but I think she might. Uh, if she doesn't make it with this one, this might be the big set. I think. I think the gamble is going to pay off. So you're here, you're going to buy it. So Sunny Sweeney's you trophy out now. Sonny Sweeney's Trophy is available everywhere you can find records, and what a fine, fine record that is. That is, um, been waiting for, for the, uh, the good country, the great country to come along here in 2017. All this happens in waves, folks. You have, usually have like three or four really great stuff they roll out, and it's really good stuff, but generally, and I, I think this is one of the greats. I think we're going to be talking about it at the end of the year, and I can't wait to see this stuff live. Just a nice mix of just damn good songwriting and Texas honky tonk. Um, I promised up front that I was going to play for you a little track uh, by our friend Casey Ray's new effort. Now, uh, if you know if you know about Casey Ray, he he used to work with the uh, be the CEO, in fact, of Future Music Coalition, uh, which we're big fans on. Of he is um, he's moved on. He's doing some other jobs. He hasn't moved on from this plane. Uh, he's doing some stuff in in licensing for XM. Uh, serious. Uh, he's also writing a few books. Uh, but if that's not busy enough, he said, hey, uh, answered the call when some friends of his up in Boston said, do you want to be on this record? Do you want to write some songs, some lyrics and sing them, play a little guitar? And he said, fuck, yeah, I do. And uh, at least this is the story how it was told to me. We'll see how it how the press release goes. Um, and and the result is is a uh, fantastic uh, collection of uh, I, I mean, knowing him and and knowing what type of friends he has, I, I would expect nothing else. This is, as he put it, sort of uh, grade A Camaro rock. It is. Uh, it looks back. It's it's power pop, prog metal. It's everything, man. It's fucking. It's fucking great shit. And if you if you had any doubts about that, the name of the track we're gonna play is called "Go Ahead and Fear the Reaper." So, uh, you know. Process that for a little bit and then uh and then process this. Here you go. Go ahead and fear the Reaper by Senders. Who the 
Go ahead and fear the Reaper by Senders. It is a soft release sort of up on Bandcamp right now. We'll put the link up there. $10 can get you that album, and you can rock your fucking face off to it. Uh, it's put out by uh, Casey's label, actually, Lux Eterna. So based right here in Washington, D.C. They're going to line up some vinyl releases, maybe play some shows. I don't know. I don't know. This shit's rad. <laughs> I feel bad that, that, like, me and Andre didn't make this because this is uh, – but it's heartening because, you know, we're all uh, getting older, and uh, this sort of is proof that you're never too old to rock, and uh, and rock verily it does. So congrats to Casey and the Senders crew. Can't wait to uh, see more what happens with this. That is our podcast for this week. Uh, we thank you for tuning in as usual. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes. You can leave us a rating or a message there. A nice little poem about what you think about uh, our, our podcasting skills. You can listen to us on Google Play, Stitcher, if we... Yes, we're still on Stitcher. Mixcloud, up on SoundCloud, when we want to be. Uh, the music that you hear, the interstitial music, is brought to you by Aquatic Gardener, one Jamal Gray. Uh, look out for his band, Nag Champa. Something coming later this year. Have it on Good Authority, and the, the Good Authority be in my ears. It sounds fantastic. Um, also, if you're out and about at the show, please say hi to our, our friends Matt Condon and Mauricio Castro. They are out almost every night shooting shows all over D.C., all over the East Coast, in fact. Uh, <laughs> Mauricio's going to Japan. Maybe I'll shoot a show there. Uh, they're doing killer work and uh, and keep you guys in the visual visual entertainment while I keep you in the audio entertainment and uh, with that that is it uh, we will talk to you at the beginning of next week I'm not sure exactly what we're going to be doing uh, on Monday but I know sometime in the next few weeks we're going to be talking about OK Computer just turned 30 excuse me 20 and we're going to be talking about uh, Joshua Tree by U2 which just that just turned 30 uh, we also have the new Mastodon coming up and the uh, re- remarkable uh, album from Laura Marlene, Semper Femina. I I cannot stress this enough. Get out. Wait wait for us to talk about it because we got a lot to say. But put this album in yours. This is fa- it is fantastic. It is probably my favorite album of the year so far. Uh, and with that, we are out of here. So uh, we'll see you in a few short days. Until then, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll talk to you soon. Kenobi! <laughs> 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 <laughs>